Let's get this revolution started. Let's get this revolution started. You're listening to the Compassion Revolution podcast. Each week, we'll be looking at love, compassion, courage, and tenderness, and all the hard work of showing up to shape a compassion revolution. I'm Mary Freer, and I've got 20 years working in healthcare behind me, and there's so much more for us to learn. Let's dive in. Hello, it's you. You're back again listening to me. I'm so glad to be with you. So this week is the Compassion Revolution Conference in Melbourne. Oh, I'm so excited. Some of you will be here with us at the Arts Centre and lots of you will be wishing you could be here. But you know what? You're all here with us in spirit. So no matter where you are or what you're doing, keep an eye on Twitter and follow our hashtag. We've got two, hashtag CRC19 or hashtag Compassion Revolution. We're going to be posting notes and doodles and photos and vox pops. Basically, we're going to try and break the internet, but with a whole lot of love, of course. So I want to tell you a quick story because this kind of makes me feel happy. I was sitting in a cafe last week. And I can even tell you the day and the time. It was a Thursday and it was 11.33 a.m. And I was sitting there waiting for my little almond milk coffee to come out. And I realized I had the weirdest feeling. and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. It was like, what is this fluttery sort of feeling that I've got in my belly? And why do I kind of feel a little like I can't sit still in my seat? And do you know what the feeling was? Complete and absolute happiness. I was just so happy, almost giddy with happiness about this conference. So I've got to the stage now where I just feel like it's going to be awesome and everything's coming together. Well, you know, there are a few little things, but we're sorting them all out. So today's the day, but the conference is just the beginning We're going to be launching some new programs and tools and different ways for people to meet up. So keep in touch by signing up on the website. You're going to hear those details at the end of the podcast. Well, I've got a whole lot of things on my mind at the moment, but mostly as I record this, I'm thinking about friends. Maybe because so many of my friends are coming to the Compassion Revolution and I get to spend two whole days with them. And maybe because I'm sitting here talking to you, my friend. So it's got me thinking, what does it take to be a friend? And are we even up for the task? Do we stay friends with people out of habit or because we have these nostalgic ties? Or are you the sort of person who has lots of friends or just a few friends? And which is better? All of these things have been on my mind. And then... What happens when a friend betrays you, when you thought they were on your side and it turns out they weren't taking that quite as seriously as you? What about when our friends don't get along or like a couple split up and we don't quite know how to be friends with both of them? Wow, this is the stuff of real life, isn't it? You know, Aristotle talked about friendship. 
He thought it was the generous act of holding a mirror up to each other. I really like that. Holding a mirror up to each other. Hmm, I wonder what we'd see. One of my favourite poets, David White, and I know I must have quoted him before, but anyway, he wrote about friendship in his beautiful little book. It's called Consolations. This is what he said. He said that all friendships of any length are based on a continued mutual forgiveness. Without tolerance and mercy, all friendships die. Hmm, that's really interesting, that thing about mutual forgiveness. Basically, he believes that friendships only survive because we're able to forgive each other over and over and over again until we're not. And sometimes the day comes when we really have to understand that the friendship is over. Well, it happens. I was talking to someone just this week who had to walk away with her heart broken. I get it. That hurts. But when friendship is working, it really is a whole lot of what sustains us. David White also said that friendship not only helps us see ourselves through another's eyes, but can be sustained over the years only with someone who has repeatedly forgiven us for our trespasses and we must find it in ourselves to forgive them in turn. It's a really interesting, isn't it, that idea that friendship is really about just forgiving each other over and over again. I think there's something in there because a friend knows our difficulties and shadows and remains in sight, a companion to all our vulnerabilities more than our triumphs. That's what David White says. He says that when we are under the strange illusion that we don't need them, they're still there following us through all our vulnerabilities and our triumphs. An undercurrent of real friendship is a blessing exactly because its elemental form is rediscovered again and again through understanding and mercy. I love this idea that friendships continue over many, many years because we're able to tolerate each other and forgive each other. And sometimes friendships die, but that's what keeps them alive. He reckons that to remain friends, we must know the other person and their difficulties and even their sins and encourage the best in them, not through critique, but through addressing the better part of them. The leading creative edge of their incarnation, he says. I think that's just so beautiful. What do you think of that? To be a friend, we need to know the other's sins and faults and be able to see the best in them. I like the idea of seeing the best in our friends because goodness knows we're all such messy creatures and someone has to love us with all our inadequacies and see the very best in us. We're such complex, untidy human beings. We like to think we have everything neatly tidied up but let's face it, we're just human. The wonderful modern philosopher, Alain de Botton, he says something about friendship as well. He said that we pick our friends not only because they are kind and enjoyable company, but also, perhaps more importantly, because they understand us for who we think we are. Mmm, for who we think we are. I think he means they understand us for our intentions rather than solely our actions. Because that's the thing, really. 
People can only see our actions, and that is generally what we judge each other on. So having someone around who sees more than that, it's just such a wonderful relief. It's a lovely, warm shorthand to talk with someone who really gets us. Maybe that's the thing we can do over this week. We can pay attention a little more closely and see if we can be more generous with our friends. I think when we really pay attention, we start to see so many opportunities to be more tender-hearted or, as I heard someone say recently, more tender-minded. Oh, I love that. A tenderness in the way we think and in the way we care. Anyway, I've got an idea. Seeing as I'm going to be in the same room with so many of my friends this week, I've had this idea. What about if I introduce some of them to you over the next few weeks? So I thought I'd record some podcasts at the Compassion Revolution Conference and you can get to meet some of my other friends and we can enjoy them together. Until next week, may you be well, may you be happy, and may you catch a glimpse of just some of the reasons your friends love you. This This podcast is a production of Freer Thinking, and our theme music is produced by Iris Latour on I Love You, Let's Party. Subscribe to hear more about us at CompassionRevolution.care or drop us a line at podcast at CompassionRevolution.care. And if you'd like to leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast, we'd really appreciate it. And don't forget, generously share with your friends. Viva la revolution.